The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. The fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. Hey, hey, we're the Charger Chat. People say we charge her around. Welcome back, folks, to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggan. The monkeys. Let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. The dogs. What are we doing, animals? (laughs) I don't know. That's the monkeys theme song. I'm just kidding. How was how was the snow, Kyle? We're so glad to have you back. Yes, man. Of all the episodes that I had to miss, I'm pissed off that I the missed prime time the prime biggest win of the year. <laughs> that was wild. Sucks. Yeah, it was. Mm. It turned into a fun adventure that we didn't plan. We just went up to Julian to see snow. Our boys have never really even been in the snow before. No. So we just went up for the day to take them, and it just snowed a little too hard for us to get back down. So <sighs> bummer. Nice. Yeah, turned it yeah. into turned it into fun, but I missed you guys. Well, we'll see if we can get some of your opinions on this episode, folks, because we have lots to talk about. Obviously, we've got a very uh, (laughs) tentative injury report to dissect. Um, We've got some playoff odds to take a look at, and obviously an opponent of the Tennessee Titans to break down, and as always, a Craig experience and Bolt beat. Uh, But let's start it off at the top here. There's a lot of tweets from the media in reacting to the Dolphins' win before we get to that, though, I want to get to Kyle's reaction. Obviously, we had our instant reaction. Thank God we had that. If we didn't have yeah. that, obviously, that would have been, been a weird. problem. That'd, That'd be, be really real weird. pent up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, <bottom>. yeah. <laughs> but uh, now that you've had some time away from it, Kyle, is there any any thoughts that have come up to you as far as like players that stood out now that you've had a time to digest it and kind of soak it all in a little bit more? Or any opinions about the game itself? Um, as far as players go, we talked about Michael Davis and how big of an imp- like impact he was. I think yeah. having a guy, because we ran a lot of man, we just went up and pressed and ran yeah. man. And if we can do that, man, it just, everything gets easier inside defending the run, um, getting after the passer. It can, you can bring more different like variations on how you blitz. So I think that hopefully coach saw that and was like, all right, well, if we can go man on Tyreek and Jalen water, like. Let's buckle up and go after everybody, especially this week against the Titans. Yeah. Their receiving core is 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 not any good. Robert Woods is hurt. Uh, Traylon Burks is hurt. So it's like we're going to have number. It's almost like our wide receiving core of two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Right. So like if we can kind of copy that game plan and just shut those guys down, load the box. I think it gives you a little bit of confidence in Mike Davis to be able to go do that. Um, overall, I think my takeaway from that game is I just want to see it duplicated. Like two, I think we all I wanted, would, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, going into the game, I was just begging for one, like all around performance from all three phases, and now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we can do that. 
Let's see if we can do it more than one week in a row. Because, I mean, you're we're we're shooting for the playoffs. Everyone is very excited and hopeful about the playoffs now. Um, I want to go into the playoffs. I'm like full steam ahead. We are clicking. Things are firing. Players are coming back. Um, now that doesn't have to be. It's just as a fan, it would be really nice to see us do it more than one week in a row for yeah. sure. Do you? And I've got a question for you. Do you think like not having Derwin changed our scheme? for the better in some ways or changed how they, they approached just our defensive thinking in that game. Cause it, it felt so different and it looked so different. And that seems like the only thing that I can wrap my head around and maybe why they changed it so much. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about that too. Like how I was expecting Derwin James being out to be like, all right, well we're screwed now because he does make a lot of big plays. Um, but at the same time, I think I think it's twofold. I think it potentially is the other guys stepped up. They go, hey, we don't have anyone to cover our backs. Um, we don't have that last line of defense. We have to keep everything in front of us and go make plays. Um, also, though, coaching, you just kind of you have to simplify. Um, maybe they're like it's hard. It's hard. You you have a piece like Derwin James. You want to get him all over the field. You want to blitz him from weird areas. You want to hide his coverage. If you have so much thought and attention towards what how we're going to best utilize Derwin, it can like overshadow your overall game plan, maybe. Um, and maybe that they just had to scheme a lot better than, hey, let's just figure out where the mismatch is and try to go get Derwin after him. I don't know. I can't say that for sure. Um, but I, there was a definite change in the way that the guys played. Like we're about to look at the grades here in a minute. Some of these guys graded out that have not graded out like that all year. So mm-hmm. I think overall the, the, the other guys were like Derwin, Derwin's down. We got to step up. Well, then I've always said this one thing, like on set, like working in, and you know, my profession is it's kiss. It's keep it simple, stupid. And sometimes yeah. being a simple you can do so many more things overcomplicating. It makes it, it's, it's harder. So yeah. maybe that's a, something we learned coach learned from this game and is like, yeah. all right, well, let's just simplify this a little bit and let these guys go play and not be yeah. so in their head. So yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. A possibility looking at some of the other media folks that have been reacting about our win against the dolphins on Twitter. Uh, Jeff Schwartz tweeted out, look at the chargers throwing <laughs> the ball into the end zone to healthy receivers. Look at what happens. That's what we were. We've been, we've been saying that for weeks. Like we haven't had these two guys on this on the, the field together since week two. Yeah, it, it's just a fact that they make us make us so much better. Yeah, it's just everything. It's like it's that one catch by Mike Williams to start the game off to extend the drive. Like those so little good. things that are just like third down big play pickups that are momentum changers. Get everyone locked in, like, okay, let's go get after it type of... Even the coaches, too, like, their mentality and their play calling can shift so much. When you have those guys that you know are... They can make that giant play and just keep things going. It's it's It was so fun just watching them play football. I know. That one catch fun. from Mike Will was insane. Incredible. Insane. Uh, let's see. Eric Smith tweeted out, Justin Herbert joins Dan Marino, who is here tonight as the only players to throw 90 touchdowns in their first three seasons of a career. Damn, that's hopefully, crazy. Hopefully, he doesn't yeah, go the <laughs> Marino route and actually wins the Super Bowl. Right. Right. That's it was a good funny when they cut with. to Marino during yeah. the game. He kind of had a look like, God damn it! <laughs> one thing I had on my name. <laughs> so Marino's career was coming to an end as I was entering like puberty when I remember watching football, 
The only thing that I remember Dan Marino from is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah, Lace is like, out. That yeah. is him. Like the uh, was it, is, Isotone, the Isotone gloves. He's like modeling yes. the Isotone gloves. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yeah. Finkel is Einhorn, and Einhorn that's the Finkel. only thing I remember him by. It's yeah. fo- so bizarre. I saw him I was like, that's the guy from Ace Ventura. No, I'm kidding. I know who Dan Marino is, but like that's my immediate thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the unfortunate thing for Dan Marino is that he doesn't have a Super Bowl to, yeah. <laughs> to lay a claim to. So yeah. if Justin Not Herbert Justin. overshadows his records, then yeah, he, Ace Ventura might be his biggest claim to fame. <laughs> Laces up. Um, and then uh, Michael Florio tweeted out the Chargers offense looks different when they have a healthy Keenan and Williams. Who would have thought? Well, there's a lot of sassy, sarcastic Sass. tweets out there. Yeah, I love it. Uh, regarding I, like, Keenan did, and Mike. Did these people have that same energy when, when Herbert was down? Were they the ones defending Herbert or were these know. guys coming after him too? I'm seeing a lot of energy shifts all over the place yeah. about our team after that win. Like just even some people within our fan base who are like, this is fucking over. This is turn the lights off, shut the doors, lock them up. We'll see you at the draft. And now they're like, all right, what's up, guys? Let's play some football. Who's going to the playoffs? Yeah, who's going to the playoffs? Well, it is kind of baffling. Like, (laughs) there are some tweets that, and I I can't believe that I still come across them when people, like, I'll come across a tweet that's like, you know, praising Justin Herbert, and I'll look at some of the comments. And some of the people talking about, for example, like the two over Herbert, and like somebody saying that like two has had the better season. Herbert's had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler, and he still can't put up the wins or the numbers that Tua. And they just don't realize that Keenan and Mike haven't been on the field yeah. practically all season. That was the first game they were like actually at full strength, like ready to go. Like right, but yeah. people just don't know that they're acting like we've had these like a, a completely healthy roster all season, not realizing that like yeah, dude, Keenan and Mike haven't been together Mm-mm. in a long time, and like we had a little taste of it. Uh, was it against the Cardinals? Where was the one that Mike got like re-aggravated his, uh, his? Injury? Oh, that was the Kansas Kansas City game. The Kansas City game, that yeah, was huge. We had, that was like Mike came out for a little bit, but then he had to go out like immediately. So there was like just a little glimmer of that, and then this last game was like the game to have both Keenan and Mike out there, and obviously how much of a difference it makes. So it, it's just crazy to me how people will shift the energy, but not have the whole story, not have the whole idea of like, yeah, dude, like this is legit the most injured team in the league right now and yet we're still pulling out wins and we're still still in the playoff fighting for this yeah Yeah. um robert griffin the third i don't think social media can handle patrick mahomes and justin herbert doing underhand throws on the same day yeah when (laughs) that was wild when justin did that yeah those little like that's that's what he can do when he gets out of the pocket when you get him moving he's he can be creative you know like one, he can run. We saw him do a little bit of that on Sunday. And then he can he throws the ball on the run, I think, better than anyone in the NFL. Okay. I really do. Like, the and amount so. of big plays that he creates on the run. Mahomes does his stupid little no looks, and he'll shuffle his little pregnant self through the field. But <laughs> the preg- Justin, like, the ball, <laughs> some of the balls that Justin throws, like that one where he rolled right through back to Mike on the left. Yeah, that stuff's yeah. Just, it's incredible. That yeah. was very similar to uh, he did one of those against Cleveland last year. And I can remember that vividly because Mike Williams was so wide open. Nobody was on him. And it was, again, across the field, yeah. one well, side to the other. We take it for granted now. But you look at like Tua, he can barely his arms not strong enough to make any, you know, like he's got to throw to the middle of the field because that's the distance he can reach. He can't yep. roll right, throw left. It just doesn't work. 
Yeah. Like we're just, we're crazy lucky that he has that arm strength and that talent to be accurate while running left, throwing right or vice versa and <laughs> right. still be accurate. You know, yeah. it's crazy. I, we're, we're being reminded about that arm strength as well. Seeing the, uh, the replays because we've got the Royal blue jerseys coming and they've been replaying that, Oof. that throw against the yeah. giants to Jalen Guyton. Cause that was again on the move throws touchdown we've heard it in the opening credits of, oh, uh, yeah. of the show so he's he's rolling and he gets hit right as he throws it so it's just it's insane how talented this kid is and yeah. and what can happen when you give him some decent wide receivers um, next gen stats tweeted out justin herbert showed off his mobility in the chargers 23 17 victory over the dolphins herbert evaded a career high five pressures and completed 13 passes on the run uh, over eight miles per hour, two more than any other player in a game since 2016. How do they track how fast the players are moving? That's crazy. Uh, it's next-gen stats. I'm sure they've got little trackers on them that they yeah, can measure the speed and stuff. So he's running at eight miles I per hour. I can't imagine there's a bunch of police officers <laughs> with radar guns out there. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> eight miles an hour is not that fast. What is his stat? Yeah, it's a weird one. While he's he's running eight miles per hour, while throwing. while throwing, oh, bizarre. over eight miles an hour. Yeah, got it. He might have been running like fifteen miles an hour, but and then slowed down to eight to throw. Yeah, yeah but maybe. the cop just didn't pull the trigger at the right time. Just like <laughs> kind of missed it. Clocked you at eight, buddy. Yeah. Do you know how fast you were going? Clocked pull you over, <laughs> pull over, Herbert. That's a cardigan. Thanks yeah. for noticing. Nothing. <laughs> you know why I pulled you over? It's a cardigan. Ah, uh, classic. Um. <laughs> All right, and then PFF LA Chargers tweeted out the highest-graded Chargers in Week 14 against the Dolphins. This was surprising. Kenneth Murray, 88.6. Alohi Gilman, 87.8. Asante Samuel Jr., 82.4. Drew Tranquil, 81.6. And Mike Williams, 79.9. All of those guys, defensive guys, yeah. except for Mike Williams. So all of the top-graded guys were defensive dudes. And this is weird. the weird PFF grading, too, so I don't fully yeah. back all this but the fact right. that they they saw Kenneth Murray as the best player on our team yeah that is what we need from him as a first round pick and stepping up like this and if that is he's playing like this because we simplified something or made it a little easier let's keep this shit easy keep it simple stupid man let's yeah. go yeah yeah i mean considering again looking back at the game that like the only points that they put on the board were freak accidents you know, yeah. that if we can, if the defense kept playing the way that they did without those freak accidents, it would have been a blowout game. So, yeah. um, something then to think about. And now looking at the playoff odds, I saw this chart and it is, it breaks it down really simply. Basically, if we went out the rest of the season, we have a hundred percent chance of getting We're the playoffs. In, baby. We're in hundred percent chance. If we lose one game. Depending on the game that we lose, it can range anywhere from a 99% chance of making the playoffs to 92. So there's a 90% chance. Even if we just lose one game, we're still in the 90 percentile of making the playoffs. If we're going to lose one, you want to lose to the Rams. Right. The Rams would be the one to lose to if we had to lose one. And then the rest of the, then basically the Titans, the Colts, and the Broncos, they're all right there, 93 and 92%. So. But the yeah, drop off, it. if we lose more than one, uh-uh, shoots happen. down to 59%. Can't happen. Yeah. Won't do it. Let's just win no, out. Let's go into the playoffs. Let's yeah. go into the playoffs having not lost a game in a month. I'm on be, board for that. I am on board for that as well. Yeah. Looking at it, I think it, it, the 
there was the video that you sent out to us, Kev, about the kind of reasoning why the Chargers should be making the playoffs. And it makes a lot of sense. Like the the teams that the other guys that are currently in playoff position right now, their schedules, they play some really freaking tough teams. At least two of those teams, I think the the Patriots and the Dolphins, both have to play the Bills yeah. at some point. And you can almost chalk that up as an automatic L for those guys. Well, and you know, just looking at how many times we've been flexed into primetime, the NFL wants us to be in the playoffs. You think so? Uh, you look at the other quarterbacks <laughs> and who could get in a, instead of us. Like, yeah. you know that the NFL office is like, come on, Chargers. Come on, Chargers. Not that they're going to help us in any way, but like, they're, I think they're rooting for us. Yeah. Well, it, Herbert obviously is a fun quarterback to watch the first time in the playoffs like let's go yeah this could be this could be a real big deal so yeah if we can win out we're absolutely in the playoffs there's a hundred percent chance of us getting in the playoffs so let's do that something to root <laughs> for that. sounds nice i'll sounds have that nice sounds good i'll have I'll that pencil What's it in? the soup du jour the, the soup, soup of the, of the day, day. Mm. sounds good i'll have that i'll have that yes uh, all right. Well, now looking at the injury report, first and foremost, Daniel Popper tweeted out Donald Parham is expected to return Sunday against the Titans per Brandon Staley. Dude, he's so good in the, in the uh, red zone. So uh, this is awesome. I know, yeah, this is huge. Having having him and Mike will on the field at the same time. It's just you can't. It's so hard to defend these guys. Yeah. You know, Mike will jump ball Parham stand ball. Because he's so monster, he doesn't have to do anything. Well, he's good at getting yards after the catch as well. Like he can catch it on the five and just kind of find a way to waltz into well, the end like zone as well. Two strides, <laughs> it's ten yards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like he he just has his stride is so big. Like he just takes little effort to get in there. So yeah, um, and getting another tight end to kind of help chip on the line. Not mad about that either. Not so not at all. We'll be looking forward to seeing Mr. Parham out there. Uh, looking at the injury report for the Chargers, though. Uh, for the most part, looking pretty good. This Bryce is the Callahan. Best it's been in a long time. We've got dude. seven guys on the report right now. Sadly, none of them are Joey Bosa. There's no talk about Joey Bosa coming back just yet, unless maybe, maybe Friday. There's just I, no way he doesn't have enough week. time to practice. Yeah. Mm. I think it'll be next week. They'll they'll I think they'll activate his like 21 day window next week. I think yeah. that's what's yeah. gonna happen. So no, no mention of Joey Bosa, but Bryce Callahan getting himself limited practice, Zion Johnson, full practice. Sebastian Joseph Day limited, Trey Pipkins limited, Jamari Sawyer full, Mike Williams full. But the one on there, obviously, the big name is Derwin James, who is still not practicing with the quadricep injury. So Derwin, you, Derwin yeah. seems like a one-day practice and he can play kind of guy. Sure. Yeah. You know, I he's just, been playing all season. Did you guys see the thing on Twitter? Somebody reported that there was like a quad. One of the Charger reporters or somebody in the media around it reported that the team believes Derwin's um, quad strain is actually a tear and then immediately deleted the tweet. Yeah, I did did see see that. that. It it was, it's weird that they're not very forthcoming with that or that they wouldn't know instantly, like if it is a strain or a tear. I don't know. Obviously, we're not doctors here at the charge chat. So I don't know what the tests are or what the procedure is to figuring it out if it's a strain or a tear. You would think that if it was a tear, we would know by He would now. already be on IR. They yeah, he would already be on up. IR because this, yeah. it's, this has been a two-week, three-week injury now. So mm-hmm. if it occurred on the Cardinals game. So, um, well, yeah. See, just, people are stressing about it. I just like, let's, I don't stressed. know anything to stress about that quite yet. Yeah. Like, let's wait. and If we lost the last game, I would be stressed. But we won. 
and the defense came and and basically for the most part shut down the Miami offense. I, so. I think that this could be an interesting time for Derwin to take a couple games off. Just not hear me out. It's like they these guys have We're to. We're not fighting you, buddy. Just, <laughs> no, don't yell at me. It's hear not you out. guys. It's everyone else. Everyone else, hear me out. Like we need we want Derwin James out there. But what you saw last week and these guys having to step up because they didn't have that safety net of Derwin James. Right. That that could mean a whole bunch for us moving forward when we actually get him back. You know what mm -hmm. I mean. So this could be a, a weird blessing in disguise. And if he doesn't play this weekend, hopefully our defense can do what they did last weekend. Yeah. And then he can come in ready to go those last couple games and be really healthy for the playoffs. If we make the playoffs. Absolutely. Playoffs. 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 Um, yeah. Getting Bryce Callahan, I think that would be obviously a huge get back as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, for our, considering our injury report versus Tennessee's Ooh, Tennessee's is shit. double, literally yeah, double. We got seven guys on the report. With, We've got fifteen, and they have eight did not participates. They have eight did not participates. They've got one, two, just just watch you three run wide receivers that are yeah. Give us <laughs> give us there. the rundown, Bulldog. Give us the well, rundown. okay, so let's see. So specifically, the people that didn't practice, we're talking about wide receiver C.J. Beard, wide receiver Traylon Burks, guard Nate Davis. Uh, cornerback Christian Fulton. Uh, let's see. Running back Derrick Henry, but his is non-injury related rest. So interesting that they're giving him two days worth of rest as opposed to just the typical one. Yeah. Uh, Dontrell Hillard also didn't practice. Uh, Amari Hooker didn't practice. And Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, didn't practice. So they have a lot they're, of did not practice. They're banged up. They're yeah. very banged up. Yeah. So they're... Something to something to consider. I mean, the Tennessee Titans are pretty banged up right now, and the Chargers they're, they're riding a three game losing streak coming into this week as well. Yeah, yeah. Looking at their their history right now, I mean, their the last two losses we're talking the Jaguars, the Eagles, and the Bengals have all beaten the Titans uh, by at least let's see, yeah, the Eagles beat them by twenty five points. Goodness gracious, and the Jaguars beat them by fourteen. So, um. Yeah, they, they've had, I mean, obviously the big thing about the Tennessee Titans is Derrick Henry. It's right. not about Ryan Tannehill. It's about Derrick Henry. And we all know, everybody talks about the Chargers. Running defense isn't the greatest. It's not our number one uh, <laughs> go-to Number stat. one favorite thing. <laughs> so, uh, but we did see on this last game against Miami that we kept them under 100 yards. Um, it, it was, we actually did surprisingly well on the running defense, I think. So, uh, if we yeah. dude, if we can hold Derrick Henry it's, to under a hundred yards, that would be pretty wild. Honestly, I don't even think you have to. If you can keep him under two hundred, I think we're in good shape. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's a battle of strength against weakness because their strength is running the ball. Our weakness is stopping the run. Our mm. strength is throwing the ball. They're thirty first in pass yards allowed. Um, it's it's mm. really is strength versus weakness the whole game. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if Staley's idea of I'd rather have a defense that gives up running yards than passing yards is comes comes true because that's what this week should be. We should have no problem throwing the ball kind of at will outside of the occasional mishap or whatever might happen. Um, but you get Pipkins back. We have four out of five starters in there ready to go. It's I mean, our offense, both off, it should be an offensive game. It should be a lot of fun. If we right. can get up early too and put it to them, get them off track of not just being able to run the ball with Derrick Henry all game, it's going to put us in a really, really good spot. Yeah, yeah. Really looking forward to that. 
Um, and then looking over at Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, uh, this is a quote from him on Chargers cornerback Justin Herbert. I think the arm talent is fantastic. I think the ability to move and extend plays. I saw a stat that I think he had the most yardage outside the pocket the other night than any quarterback in the league. I think he had 150 yards outside the pocket. Whether that's design plays for him to get out there or he's getting out there himself on third down, looking to throw but can run, uh, can put it anywhere, uh, puts a lot of stress on you as guys start to uncover whether that's on the field or in the red zone. I just hope this is like Herbert's like 500 yards, five, four touchdowns, just goes buck wild in this game. Really, I, that would be yeah. so much fun to watch. Yeah. I think it I think it very well could be because they're gonna they're gonna score with their running game, but hopefully we can just score quick and get the <clears> ball a lot. Um I think that's gonna be what it is, us trying to outscore them. It'll be an interesting game to see. The t- Tennessee Titans are the only team that we've got left to face that have a winning record. Granted it's seven and six, but still it's a winning record. Everybody yeah. else has a losing record right now. So if we can if dude, if we can pound in the Tennessee Titans, regardless of how injured they are. That's going to be just a huge stepping stone for the Chargers and their ability to make the playoffs. 100%. Um, all right, folks. Well, just a reminder, Pro Bowl's been happening. I don't know if you guys have been watching the Chargers social media. They just put out an advert <laughs> for so, Austin so Eckler. Funny. That was that so good. Was so amazing. It yeah, made so me good. wish that they had like, reached out to me to do the voiceover. If they had me do the voiceover for that, I would have lost my dang, dang mind. Oh, but, shit. Why don't we do um, a version where you just do it and send it to them as like an audition after hey, the fact? Yeah, I'm here. Do it. <laughs> I'm happy want. to help. I I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah. Um. But it it's Pro Bowl's coming, folks. So we want to make sure that our guys get in. Most importantly, Austin Eckler. If anybody deserves to get in there that hasn't been in it's there yet, gotta be. It is Austin Eckler. And Corey. So. Yeah. Corey. Corey was in it last year. Never mind. He made it last year. But yeah. Was- but we want to get Austin. We want to get Corey. We want to get Justin. All those guys need to get in there. Uh, they absolutely deserve it. So be sure to vote. Uh, for Pro Bowl, they've got they make it really easy on Twitter. But if you want to go to, I think the, I'm not sure what the website is. I'm. It's just NFL.com, but you have to like log in. And if I just hope that they're taking the Twitter um, retweets, the, tweet. yeah. the tweets as votes, because if they are, like, have <laughs> you seen your feed today oh, and yesterday? It has been wow. I'm like, retweeting every every one that I come across, and I'm I'm serious. The ladies of Charger fandom. Our next level when it comes to this, like Absolutely. the Karens, the Jen Mills, like all the ladies, the brisket broads, all the ladies. Even us, Neckler's mom is tweeting it out right Good. now. And I'm retweeting it. So let's yes. go. <laughs> so you might need to mute us for a for a day or two at the Charger uh, Twitter page. Yeah, I've had friends go like, okay. "What is the Pro Bowl? Why is this on your Twitter feed?" I'm like, <laughs> just, just retweet it. Don't just retweet it. it. Don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. Um, well, if you want to ask about what our Patreon website is, it's Patreon.com/ChargerChat. You can go on over there and sign up and check out all the exclusive videos we have over there. A lot of fun stuff, a lot of laughs, a lot of yucks. And if you want to check it out, that's patreon.com slash charger chat. And if you don't want to go over there, you can go on over to our website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we've got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, stickers. Christmas is just around the corner, folks. So time to go check out chargerchat.com. You can chat it up with other charger chatteteers in our member section and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check out chargechat.com. All right, folks, time to go on to the next segment. You know them, you love them. It's the Craig experience. Oh, yeah. 
I was going off. He did like an older voice. <laughs> I was feeling old on that one. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> My <toe>. Baby. <laughs> Curveball. Wild card. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Great. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Yeah. Welcome, folks. Thanks for joining me here again, back in my normal surroundings, amongst the goats, Mr. Gates and Mr. Tomlinson, respectively. Ah, appreciate y'all for bearing with me last week. I was on the road, on the go for a work event, so had to record from my car. Wasn't the best sounding thing in the world, but y'all forgive me for that. But I'm back home, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. So without further ado, let's hop into this new edition of the Craig experience. That was extra. Man, I tell you, a week coming off a dub always feels better than the uh, alternative. But this one, this was different. We all know why. Once this game got flexed into prime time, we were all concerned, at least those of us who have watched the Chargers intently throughout the year. If you're a casual fan, that's cool too. But some of us who probably take this stuff a little bit too seriously, like this guy, was uh, very worried. And with good reason. Chargers defense hadn't been playing up to snuff so far this season, and they were literally facing uh, two of the fastest men on the planet, which didn't seem like it would bode well at the time, but here we are. Almost a week later, the Chargers walk away with a six-point victory in a game that wasn't really that close. And I'm not exaggerating. If any of you really paid attention to that and you're being honest, you could argue that the Chargers defense essentially pitched the shutout with the exception of one fluky play where Michael Davis tripped over, well, not an angel in the outfield. That was definitely Beelzebub. And the other seven points had nothing to do with them, really at all. I mean, I guess kind of, sort of. You want to play through the whistle. But it was a fluky freaking play where the ball squirts out of a pile into the hands, the waiting hands of arguably the fastest human being on planet Earth outside of like Usain Bolt. It only happens to the Chargers. Things like that don't take place anywhere else with any other team. I'm convinced. I've seen enough of it. So you got 14 gimme points. 14 points that they did not earn whatsoever. And the three came on them rushing down the field to try to play catch up at the end of the game with some garbage time stuff. Instead of going for the touchdown, they kicked the field goal, then try to kick the onside kick to recover. Y'all know the story, yada, 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 yada. Of course, we all had to hold our breath because we thought Josh Palmer may have muffed that recovery. And then there was another instance where Justin Herbert fumbled snap. No, no, don't worry about that. It's over. It didn't happen. They didn't charger it. So let's get past that. Let's talk about the things that are important here and what really led to this victory. And again, defensively, that's where I want to start. The Chargers had a significantly improved game plan. One in which I believe Staley borrowed from the San Francisco 49ers when they played Miami. And a lot of that was playing press man coverage and muddying up the middle of the field. 
with your linebackers, your safeties, mostly your linebackers using your safeties to play over the top, kind of keeping a cover over the deep balls. But essentially, we know what type of quarterback Tua is. The book is kind of out on him. We all know he doesn't have the strongest arms, so he's not really going to be aiming outside of the numbers with many of his passes. Um, routes outside of there would have to almost all be timing and be perfect in order for him to get the ball there without there being uh, all these opportunities for interceptions and PBUs. So they like to work the middle of the field. Crossing routes, you get those fast dudes moving across the field at lightning speed, and really there aren't very many people that can keep up with those two. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, of course. But the Chargers came in with a really nice game plan, and they ran a lot of press man coverage. Uh, used inside leverage on the outside wide receivers. And really mucked up the middle of the field for Tua and it screwed with them. I mean, what was he, 10 for 26? Something stupid like that and <clears throat> look, I'm not going to do it. My guys have stated that they don't want to speak a certain TV clown's pers um, TV personality clown's name on the pod so I'll stay away from it. But do know, I'm a man of my word and I have something special coming for him. Just won't do it here because not what my guys want so going to respect the nine of their wishes but do know something's coming you'll see soon <clears throat> but yo i'm i'm super impressed michael davis besides you tripping over thin air he played an immaculate game he was in all in tyreek hill's face i mean hill had an ankle injury that came later in the game between he and waddle Yo, Vato is balling. And he's being used the way that a six foot two, lanky, fast, four three cornerback should be used. In press man, not in off coverage. And I hope to see more of that moving forward. I mean, they had Zot playing a little press man too. You had the linebackers chucking slot receivers uh, in the middle of the field and throwing off timing it was a really really great game plan and for some reason i think um what's the coach's name mcdaniel i think he got a little too cutesy and probably fed into this whole Tua versus herbert thing and felt like maybe there was some sort of point to prove because they didn't commit to running the ball and i was a little shocked by that honestly uh, but his loss we'll take it but I mean, the, the Chargers definitely flustered them. And there were some instances where it looked like the Chargers actually knew some of the plays, which means that the Dolphins have some tendencies. And if you end up seeing them later on, maybe say in the playoffs or something like that, you got a little bit of a leg up. But moving on from there, of course, we're going to talk about Justin freaking Herbert. 39 to 51. I didn't even realize he threw that many passes until the end of the game. But of course, the Chargers don't really want to commit to running the ball. So shouldn't be super surprised. But completing 81% of your passes and chill with all the dink and dunk and he's just throwing routes into the flat. He's running the offense that Joe Lombardi is calling for him. And I'll give Joe a pat on the back for some of the stuff he did. But still, Joe is still Joeing some stuff. He showed some improvement this week. So... I'll lay off of him for a bit, <clears throat> but there's nothing like Herbert. Some of these throws, 
you can say only a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL can do it, but literally, I think you're giving those other QBs too much credit. There are some things this kid's doing that maybe one or two can potentially do. He makes some throws I've not seen Mahomes make. Mahomes does a lot of like off-platform stuff. Wait, those from like funky arm angles and like this past week he threw like a freaking sky hook for like a touchdown which is something i've never seen before but he he plays this brand of football like that if i was on the field with him and he tried something like that i'd probably have to snuff him like we'd fight i would take the fine get suspended whatever you're not gonna play like what was that nfl blitz you're not gonna throw passes like you're playing an arcade game against me on the field just i take that personally <clears throat> but man herbert that pass to Keenan where he puts it through the keyhole and Slay puts up late hands and catch. Oh, man, man, man. That was more impressive to me than the the 50 yard or however long it was, Chuck, where he rolls out to the right, throws it back to the opposite side of the field, hits Mike in stride. We've seen that play before. It's not the first time he's done something identical to that already to Mike Williams, maybe more than one other time actually but that keyhole throw at keenan was something ridiculous <clears throat> ultimately this game in itself was pretty tremendous and him having his top two wide receiving options duh made a huge difference I mean, what a novel concept you're out without your one and two wide receivers for the majority well i'm sorry this is the first game they complete game they've played together all season so hey works out and you're able to open up the offense just a little bit more. Probably not as much as I still want to. Offensive line's got a bunch of leaks, but man, Herbert, he's, he thrived in spite of. He's finding ways to make things happen with questionable play calling and a Swiss cheese offensive line right now. Special kid. So, I mean, sitting here, just kind of going through this game that you've heard enough about over the course of the last week. And up next, we have the Tennessee Titans, another 7-6 and six team. And uh, the Titans, they just always seem to be around. They're almost always leading their, um, their division. And they kind of mimic Mike Vrabel's attitude, their tough, rugged football team. Of course, we know who their star is, Derrick Henry. And if you want a chance to win the game, you have to stop him. And for the last handful of weeks, he's not had the greatest time. I think he had one really big run last week that kind of blew his stats up for that particular game. So the box score last week looks better than it probably should. But he's had some rough outings in the weeks prior. <clears throat> and last week, if you take away that one run. But uh, the best chance you have at beating them is you have to load up to stop him and i'm making ryan Tannehill beat me but the thing about ryan Tannehill is he's also a mobile quarterback dude's a former wide receiver so he can move you know how the charges are when it comes to mobile qbs so it's not so much Tannehill beating us with his arm because you want to dare him to do that and he doesn't have a plethora of receiving options right now uh many of them are injured including my guy Traylon burks you know i'm a big Traylon burks fan uh still in concussion protocol and then they have some issues defensively i think they're hurting on the second and third levels and linebacking core and in the secondary so again it's a game that if the charges come in focus hyper focused the way that they were in miami you could be looking at an eight and 16 come this time next week 
and we'd all feel a lot better about that. Got some injury news in regards to some guys coming back potentially. I kind of thought the whole Joey Bosa thing was a little weird and I really didn't anticipate him being in practice this week, but if he were to kind of get back in the groove a little bit maybe this week and then going into the next week and then potentially making a comeback in that Colts game, that would be a perfect Christmas gift day after Christmas. Also, I'm not sure if Derwin's going to play this week. If they want to take it easy with the way Alohi Gilman, oh, props to Alohi, man. You balled last week. Alohi comes out, <clears throat> kind of fills in admirably this week again. Um, I don't know what the deal is with JT Woods. Maybe he can participate, but if not, uh, Alohi and Nas played pretty well last week. So I don't think you have to have Derwin to win this game. Of course, any game with Derwin James in it probably increases your odds of winning exponentially. But I really don't think he's going to go. They'll probably play it safe, get that quad like an extra week to heal up. And wouldn't it be something if the day after Christmas you see uh, Joey Bosa and Derwin James back on that defense again? We can only hope. Christmas miracle. <clears throat> but, yo, uh, same thing. I'm not giving a score prediction because I didn't last week. And look what happened. We won. So sticking with it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be superstitious just this time around. See how that works out. <laughs> but y'all know who it is. It's been your guy, Mr. Bolt Gang. Or Do Not Bang, aka TOP underscore FLYT3 over on the Bird app. And uh, you can catch me on my YouTube page, <sighs> Charger to the Game. And I'll make a video over there soon. Just been a little tied up. Got a lot of other stuff going on, but like I always say, you can catch me here and also on other outlets. So with that being said, y'all take it easy. Uh, catch y'all on the next one. And oh, again, be on the lookout for that special thing I uh, alluded to a little while ago. Uh, should be fun. Okay. Love you. Bye. I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Little stitious, just a little stitious. You're pretty mild stitious. Mild stitious. Oh, you're out, you're overwhelmingly stitious. Yeah. Oh, I am. I was talking. I was talking. Stitious. I'm glad oh. that Craig is finally coming on the boat. That is the superstitious. The boat. stitiousness. Yeah, the stitiousness. Mm. Yeah. It's superstitious. Uh, yeah, dude. Craig, awesome. Craig experience. Thank you again for giving us uh, yeah, another thanks, another sweet yeah. one. Um, one of the things that as he was talking, it reminded me, there was a tweet that came out. I'm curious about your, your guys' opinion, especially you, Kyle. Um, hey. this was, for, it's because he's a coach. If you were Kev, the coach Duggan, I would say the same thing. You give clearly, out hugs. This clearly is not about hugs. Yeah. There's no hug and corner. There's coaches. Oh, well, well f me then. I'll sit over here. I still here. said I wanted your opinion, but I said it specifically, Kyle, uh, Palm Beach Post tweeted out, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel says some Dolphins players went rogue on Sunday night football, disregarding the scheme in an attempt to make plays. You don't do that in 11-on-11 11 11 football with any sort of consistency or success. It wasn't just one player. It wasn't one position. It wasn't one side of the ball. What do you Weird. take from that? I don't know. Is that know. a team that sounds like they should be making the playoffs if you got players that are going rogue on you? Sounds like a pissed off coach that doesn't have control of his squad. Hmm. Like yeah, that doesn't good. come off as like a good excuse as to why you lost. That comes off as you have no control of your team and they're going to do yeah. whatever they want. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know why he would ever come out and say that. I don't know who he's trying to call out or challenge, but that's not a good look for him as the head coach of a football team. Yeah. Yeah, Staley would never say anything quite no, like that. No, even if it's the truth. Even like, if it's you the don't truth, say that. Yeah. You come across like such a doofus. Like you have no oh, he control does all, of your team. He does that naturally. <laughs> He's got natural doofus. Yeah, but you get you get away with it <laughs> when you're when you're winning when you're a winning. lot of football yeah. games. Yeah. But you start losing a couple. It's and endearing you start, when you're winning. It's fucking yeah. lame when you're losing. <laughs> yeah, you're throwing yourself under the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I just found that amazing that he said that like i don't know if he was trying to kind of cover it up by saying like it wasn't one player or one side of the ball like not pinning it on one guy and trying to be like well look it, there were more than one person i won't say who but it was more than okay one person, maybe you know? but no it comes across as like i have no control of any, what everyone's doing yeah they're just doing what they, they do whatever they want what do you want me to do yeah, yeah but they're they're adults okay they're not <laughs> listening to me it's a team full of toddlers like they I say one thing they do another <laughs> They're just out there waddling around. I don't yeah. know what the hell to do. Yeah. Just call us the Miami toddlers, all right? Take Jesus. the crayon out of your ear. Stop it. Hey, put it down. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> he put it down. All right. Craig, thank you again for another awesome Craig experience. Uh, let's move it on now to the next segment. It is Bolt Beat with Jason Reed. But um bump. Welcome back to another edition of The Bolt Beat. As always, I am your host, Jason Reed, the editor over at BoltBeat.com. Follow myself on Twitter at EatYourReedies or BoltBeat at BB underscore Chargers. We're at 29,000 followers over on BoltBeat, 1,000 away from 30K. Big milestone. Would love the, the support if you could help us out there. Um, and recurring you know, viewers that watch uh, Charger Chat on YouTube, that watch the, the visual part of the podcast, don't just listen, might notice I have a little bit of a different setup here today. Usually I'm standing against a blank wall, was meant to have a bunch of Chargers gear behind it. I'll be honest, just kind of slipped my mind. Today, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm actually at my podcasting table. This is the table that I usually use to record my movie podcast with my lifelong best friend. Go check it out within the lines. Um, but I don't have my tripod with me right now. Um, I left it at a friend's house. So I don't have my tripod. So here we are, trusty computer, still got my webcam set up. Just don't have my normal setup. So you're not getting to see the full Chargers sweater, but it's on. Don't you worry. It's on. Got this at a sports store for like six bucks. Went on clearance when they changed the uh, logo and everything. So that was nice. Um, speaking of the Chargers, though, there's a lot that's already been touched on from last week, from the the miraculous win over the Miami Dolphins that not a lot of people saw coming. Um, it wasn't a perfect game. You know, there were still some, there were some red zone deficiencies, some offensive play calling that I wasn't a fan of. But overall, it was a really, really positive game. And I just really want to take just a short amount of time just to say, if we're going to, if Twitter's going to erupt after every loss and say that Brandon Staley needs to be fired, we also need to give him credit when it is due. And this was one of the best coaching performances of the year, in my opinion. This is one of Staley's best, if not the best coaching performance he's had in his tenure. Um, this is an explosive Miami Dolphins defense, and the Chargers did everything to take it away. Um, I would go check out Benjamin Solak on Twitter. He actually had some some great in-depth breakdown on what the Chargers did to kind of slow down the Dolphins. Excuse me, as my phone just dinged. Um, it was great. It was great by Staley. And this was a game where really the Chargers dominated. Like, yeah, the final score is a six-point margin, but that was probably the closest this game ever would have been. This wasn't a gritty you know, back and forth. They barely eked out a six-point win. This wasn't anything like that. This was domination. And if you just change a few things, like you could quickly see how out of hand this game should have gotten for the Miami Dolphins. Let's say the Chargers, DeAndre Carter doesn't trip and they score the first touchdown when they go for it on fourth down. 
And let's just say they score another touchdown on one of their other red zone trips where they had to settle for three. That's an additional 11 points. Now we're looking at what, 34 points for the Chargers? Now let's say Tyreek Hill doesn't have the most miraculous fumble return touchdown ever and that Michael Davis doesn't trip against the Dolphins. That's 14 points. You're down to three if you're Miami. We're looking at 34-3. Granted, you could say maybe they score a field goal still on some of those drives. We'll just thought it for this thought experiment, 34-3. And then let's say the Chargers also scoop up that fumble that Tyreek Hill returned for a touchdown and settle for a field goal on that drive. That's 37-3. to Now that's if everything went right. As we know in the NFL, not everything always goes right. But this was a game that could have been 37-3. That was probably the high end of what it could have been. And the low end was what it was, you know, a six-point game. In reality, the Chargers probably should have won this game by 14 to 17 to 20 points, quite frankly. And, you know, every single team and every single game could play this what-if game that we're playing right now. But it just shows that outside of some of the red zone deficiencies and some fluke stuff, the Chargers absolutely dominated this game, which is just, it's great for the, you know, the last four weeks of the season where now the Chargers essentially control their own destiny. They have a hundred percent chance of making the playoffs that they went out according to the New York times uh, playoff simulator. And I ran a, I did a little table on Twitter. You can go check it out. I don't know the percentages off the top of my head, but it's like, 99% if they go three and one with a loss to the Rams, then like 93 and 92% if they go three and one with losses to depending who they lose to, you know, of the AFC team. So they're in a great spot now. They just have to capitalize. And we have the Tennessee Titans this week who are an intriguing matchup because like initially you would think Derrick Henry is going to dominate this game. And that's what scares you. But the Titans don't really have a great offensive line. And granted, the Chargers run defense hasn't been great this year, but you know, Derrick Henry isn't the same unstoppable beast he was in 2020 and 2021. Now he's still someone you don't want to face, but it's not the same Derrick Henry from those past two years. And the Titans have a really bad pass defense, like the second worst in the league in terms of yards per game. They've allowed, I think it was 768 or 786 passing yards the last two weeks combined. So, you know, that's just, Oh, I have the numbers here. I actually had five stats. I wanted to, uh, to give you guys. Oh, I don't have that. Oh, yes, I do. No, I don't. They, I just have, they have the second most passing yards per game. Um, so they're 31st in passing yards a lot per game. Like I said, 768 or 786. I don't remember sometimes my dyslexia. Um, um, but they are, the Chargers have faced six teams or have had six games against a bottom 10 pass defense this year in terms of passing yards per game. And they're four and two in, in those games. The two losses were against the Las Vegas Raiders, where you know they were missing four or five starting offensive linemen. Mike Williams wasn't in the game. And the other was against the Jacksonville Jaguars the week after Justin Herbert shattered his rib cartilage and very obviously wasn't the same. And that just was kind of a, a wash of a game because of that injury. Um, there's four more stats that I have compiled here. This is actually going in a bolt beat article. So you're having a little bit of a sneak preview if you're listening to this before reading it. Uh, number two, Derrick Henry has only eclipsed 100 yards once the last five weeks. Um, so that's kind of going along with what I said. He had a big run against Jacksonville last week that inflated his total. Um, overall, you know, the numbers haven't been great. If we look at weeks 10 through 13, um, four game sample size, so not counting last week, he was averaging 2.77 yards per attempt. So Derrick Henry is really hard to stop once he gets going in the second level, but this Titans offensive line has not been blocking well against the, for the run. Um, so if the Chargers can just get into that first level and keep him from getting going, you know, the Titans are going to have a really hard time. Uh, number three, opposing quarterbacks have a 55.2% completion rate against the Chargers since the bye. That's right, 55.2%. The Chargers defense has quietly been pretty decent since the bye week. Um, they have allowed 22.8 points per game since the bye. That would rank 16th in the league if we we're doing on the whole season. So league average. 
Um, and it's 21.7 per game without Tyreek Hill's fumble touchdown. So if we take that out of there, um, now we're looking at the Chargers ranking 13th. Not top 10, not elite, but a lot better than 30th or whatever they are entering this week. So the defense has actually quietly played a lot better. The only team that's had a lot of offensive success was the Chiefs. Um, the Raiders scored 27 as well. Um, but that game was weird because of kind of the Chargers couldn't really do anything on offense. Um, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So like allowing 27 against the Chiefs isn't something to necessarily lose sleep over. Um, so the defense actually has been playing a lot better, believe it or not. Uh, number four, the Titans have the best third down defense in the league, allowing only 31.61% of third downs to convert. Now, this is a problem. Um, the Chargers, their defense ranks 24th at uh, 42.58%, um, which, you know, is not great, but, you know, it's not as bad as it was last year. But more concerningly is how often the Chargers get to third down. They rank 29th in the league in getting a first down on first or second down. So they get to third down a lot, and the Titans are the best defensive team on third down. So the Chargers, obviously a key here is converting first downs on first and second down and not having to use all three downs like they always need to use every single week. Um, the good thing is uh, the Titans are actually um, down there with the Chargers. They're tied in, percentage-wise in converting their first their first downs on first or second down. So they're kind of like the same offensively, but the Titans have the much better third down defense. So that's something to watch there. And then number five, the Titans are sixth in the league in red zone touchdown percentage at 65.71%. Chargers are 27th. This could be the game right here. This, if, if trends, throw everything else away. If the trends continue as they have been all season, this could be the difference. And this would be the reason why the Titans win. If they win this game, they score touchdowns when they're in the red zone, 65% of the time, six best in the league. That's exactly where you want to be. Chargers 27th. Like I said, they're getting healthy and everything, but the red zone play calling simply hasn't been good enough. So the Chargers have to be better in the red zone. They have to get six points when they're down there um, more than 47% of the time. Now, Donna Parham's returning. That's huge. The offense is healthy for a second week in a row. We might get some offensive line reinforcements. If Trey Pipkins comes back, that's huge. Um, so we might see a better red zone offense, but if the trends continue, this could be the difference. It could be a three, four point game where the difference was the Titans scored two out of three red zone trips and the Chargers only scored one out of three, whatever it ends up being. So um, that's something to, to keep an eye on. Uh, my betting picks this week with all this information given to you, the Chargers are minus three, three point favorites at home. Over under is 46 and a half. I'm wary against picking... <laughs> for the chargers just because I don't want to like jinx them <laughs> um, as dumb as that sounds, but I really like this matchup for the chargers. I just think there's always the risk of Derrick Henry running rampant and just taking over this game, but he hasn't been as dominant and the Titans just offensively in the passing game cannot keep up with the chargers. If the chargers can just capitalize and take advantage of Tennessee having the second worst pass defense in the league in terms of yards per game, um, so a big X factor here this week is Joe Lombardi. Does he call the right plays for the offense to succeed? And does he call the right red zone plays? A lot of Charger fans are shaking their heads saying, no, I'm hoping that's wrong. I hope he does for once call the right plays. So that's kind of the X factor. I'm still going to take Chargers minus three. I almost feel like this could be a push. This feels like a three-point game, but I'll take Chargers minus three. Um, and I'll actually take the over 46 and a half. I know the Titans aren't like a big offensive juggernaut, but I could easily see this being a game where the Chargers score 30 points and the Titans score 20. And then we're at 50. That's over 46 and a half. Bada boom, bada bing. We got the over. As terms of, as far as props, no props are out yet, at least on FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, 
I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think I don't think I said it last week. I might have said it last the week before. I would just ride heavy on Justin Herbert in this game. Passing yards totals over one and a half touchdowns. Um, just anything you can get. Maybe not completions or attempts, but I would hammer the over on his passing yards and the over one and a half passing touchdowns. You could probably parlay those two things for like plus 200 odds, depending on what the lines are. So um, I would lean into Herbert. And if you want to sprinkle on like a touchdown score, I would either sprinkle, I'd sprinkle Donald Parham anytime touchdown score. I don't know what the odds are. He's probably something around plus 500, 600, just based on how um, they usually do these lines, but they're going to design something for him in the red zone. This is something I said earlier in the season when he first returned, they threw to him in the red zone, their first red zone trip, their first red zone attempt, I believe went to Parham and it was just barely broken up at the last second. So I think they'll specifically have something designed for him. And if you want to take something with a little bit of higher odds for a bigger payout, I would take the Parham anytime touchdown score. And yeah, let's just hope, you know, the chargers on paper, they, they might have the advantage in this game. There's a lot of X factors and those five stats I gave you were kind of going to determine it. But if the Chargers can win this game, they're in a great spot for the playoff chase. Um, you know, I predicted all the outcomes of week 15. They would be the seventh seed, I believe, because of tiebreakers, even if the Jets, Dolphins, if the Jets and the Patriots win and the Dolphins lose, which is what I predicted. But then they have the easiest remaining schedule in the league against the Colts, the Rams and the Broncos. So get it done this week and they're in a great spot. If they don't get it done this week, they still are in an okay spot, but they have to win out the last three weeks. So hopefully they get the win here. Maybe they win the following two weeks. And then we're looking at a 10 and six team that could rest their starters in week 18. That's being very optimistic, but who knows it's football. Anything can happen. Um, I'm excited though. This is a big turning point of the year. This could really be the, the week where the chargers, you know, build on some momentum and become the team. No one wants to play in the playoffs. Um, that's all I got for you guys. Let's get back to the charger chat guys. Well, that just posed a really interesting thought like could the chargers get to a point where they rest their guys on week 18 let's not get ahead of ourselves <laughs> like let's not get ahead of ourselves was that's that a, even a thought it's a fun like, idea it's a fun idea <laughs> you need crazy. stuff to happen for that to take place but i don't see staley resting anyone going into if that were the case it's too close like i don't know i, I don't mean know. yeah I we're want, looking I very get, far into the future I don't but want, that's too like we're the shamelessly positive podcast. That's a little too this, optimistic. No, this sounds exactly like our scenario to talk about. <laughs> this sounds like a charger chat. I almost scenario. fell out of my chair when he said that. I was like, wait, that that's Shut a possibility? Like, wow. Huh. Yeah. It it'll be obviously an interesting uh next few weeks here. Uh the, I mean, Jason went through all the stats there on Tennessee and Chargers and why this should be just a, a big game. Um, and like Kyle said earlier, it's going to be our best against your weakest side of the ball. And what can we do? Can we win this out? Can we pull it out? And, um, and that was another thing, too. We didn't talk about it because we're the shamelessly positive podcast. But, yeah, some of the red zone opportunities didn't seem to, you know, go our throw way in this last game. You get in the red zone, Mike, throw, throw it every play. Or throw it to Mike. If he's not doubled. Or, or Donald. I think having Donald Parham is going to be a big, you know, help in that regard in creating either a distraction or an opportunity in the red zone. Um, yeah, uh, but hey, thank God for Dicker the kicker, man. I mean, we've got a kicker that yeah, can nails. still put up the points and uh, there's just no concern whatsoever. So um, again, Jason, thank you for another <laughs> awesome bolt beat. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, um, yeah a lot of. Interesting stats to take into consideration. Some good bet points out there for those of you that are of the betting variety. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. But before we go, we've got some Bolt 
predictions to make. So what are we thinking? Kyle, Kyle, you're bouncing your eyebrows. You got you got one locked and loaded, ready to go. I'm doubling down on last week. I'm yeah, going 45-10 again. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Every week we're winning 45-10. My stat prediction is that yes. we finally get, we are graced with the celebration from the Hawaiian Islands. Braden Fajoko is going to get his sack. <sighs> I like please. it. Please. Yes. This is more of a request than like an actual prediction. Yeah, please. Yeah. I just need to know what the celebration is so yeah. badly. Yeah. yeah. Please. He got close on that last game. There was he one did. play where he got I like think, within like yeah. finger length and just. I didn't think we're going to see a play action. He's going to be on there for a running down. They're going to th- throw some kind of a play action, fake the run. And he's just going to beat his block and be there before Daniel can get it away. So good. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all for that. All right. Kevin, what are we thinking? All right, I got a weird one for you this week. Um, All right. Weird numbers. Uh, Chargers, I think, are going to continue what they did. They're actually going to be good in the red zone this week. Um, yes. I think yes. Chargers win 34 19. Yes. I think all they're going to be able to do 34 to 19. I think all they're, they're going to get a lot of field goals. I don't think they're going to get down into that red zone and be the the sixth best red zone team. I think they're going to have to try and kick a lot of field goals. Um, hmm. And I have Justin with. Uh, over 375 yards, three Jeez. touchdowns, Let's three touchdowns, go. and one of those is going to Donald Parham. Absolutely. Let's talk about sitting, guys, because these kind of stats, <laughs> we're running the table, my guy. <laughs> I'm feeling it, dude. Let's go. 31st in, you know, secondary and against the past. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. He had there he had go. that last game. He was a couple, you know, like 30 yards off from that last game. So he'll yeah. add two more touchdowns, and it's going to be awesome. Done. It's gonna be the best Sunday ever. ever. I love it, dude. Um, all right. I'm keep gonna in say mind, keep in mind they're in Royal Blues, Willie. This is effects. Might be 50 points. 50 yeah, he burger. might go for 500. <laughs> That's very true. Um, all right. I'm gonna say Chargers are gonna win. Uh I'm gonna say 32 to 18. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna say 32, 18. Six field goals. <laughs> <laughs> all they're coming in for <laughs> or they miss an extra point um you know one of the things that we talked about kyle was getting all of the spice out getting all of the juice out let's mm. not hold back any longer mm, let it spice fly it fling it around and let's let's get spicy and Bam. i think i think we're gonna see i think we're gonna see a trick play and i think we're gonna see justin herbert receive Ooh, a touchdown keenan throwing Absolutely, Keenan. Keenan's back out there. If anybody's going to throw it, it's going to be Keenan. It's got to be Keenan. Yeah. J-Dog. Okay. So Justin Herbert receiving a touchdown. Nice. Um, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Bolt predictions in the books. Uh, any final thoughts there, gentlemen? I'm just so excited. Like, coming off a win against the Dolphins and seeing how well we played in all, all the phases, I have so much excitement for this Sunday. Like, I don't have any trepidation. I'm just excited to watch this team play. And if we can get Pipkins back, if we can get some of these guys back, you know, Sebastian Joseph Day, Bryce mm-hmm. Callahan, let's just get them back and let's let's kick some ass. Yes. How many people want to kick some ass? <laughs> Kevin, at least. Yeah. Um, and Kyle. Okay. That's, yeah, a, that's nice. Just about all of us. Yes. Okay, that's just yeah. about all of us. All right. <laughs> All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.